Good morning. Welcome to worship this morning. So happy to see so many here today, especially those who haven't been. Ken, welcome back. I haven't seen you for a while. It's good to see you here this morning. Thanks for coming. But no children. And I have this great children's sermon. I guess I'm going to have to just save it till I get some children here. So I'll put my little box away. I'll save it. Good children's sermon. All right. Few, any first-time visitors who'd be bold enough to, to identify themselves? We got a pamphlet that says who we are and what we do here. No, none? Okay, 2023 sign-up books for readers and ushers in the back of the sanctuary. See Larry if you have any questions. Um, we have weekly announcements. We have an in-search. A lot of things coming up. Pre please peruse that. Um, Reminder, this week, today, we have a covered dish um, in the luncheon or in the uh, Kyle Hall covered dish luncheon today. Even if you didn't bring anything or didn't know about it, please come anyway. I guarantee you there's going to be plenty of food. Um, Monday, the Merry Widows will meet at 12 o'clock at the Breakfast Club. Friday, the dinner dance in Kyle Hall at 5 p.m., and Saturday's a music jam in Kyle Hall at 1 p.m. And next Sunday, George is going to be throwing his mother a birthday party in Kyle Hall. So please plan to stay afterwards. And George said being Italian, you know, there's enough food. I, we had a uh, choir party at Christmas, and there was enough people to feel the, feed the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. So... Um, we want to keep Barb Briggs, our former secretary who moved north. Her brother, Charles Delmatter, um, passed away this week. Um, Kathy Schneider has suffered a stroke, and she suffered that on July 3rd. She's undergone surgery and now is rehab at the Life Care Center of Newport Ritchie in room 204A. So if you want to visit her or send her a card. Um, and Charlie, Lucilio has had surgery and is at Bayonet Point, and he's since been moved into intensive care. Um, I went over yesterday. He is not doing well at the current moment. He was hooked up to an intubator and had all sorts of other uh, tubes and wires connected up, and he was not aware. He's, I don't know if he's comatose, was drugged out of it, or um, is just in that point. But he, I didn't. He, I don't think he knew I was there. Uh, so again, keep him in our prayers. 
and today's his birthday. So let's sing him. He might not be able to hear it with his ears, but maybe he can hear it with his heart. So let's sing him happy birthday. Happy birthday to you. One other announcement, we've been gathering backpacks. We have a lot of backpacks. So, Christine, what do we need that, what looks like to be in short supply? Okay, hand sanitizer, paper towels, and boxes of Kleenex. I've also put an instruction sheet on the secretary's desk in there for those who have been manning the phones and checking the messages. Um, if we get a call, with someone inquiring about a backpack, what to do, get the name, the grade, get a phone number, stress that they need to be here on Sunday at 10 o'clock, August 6th. Um, and if you have returning a message, call back and refer to instruction one, name, age, grade, phone number, and stress about August 6th. Any other Questions, announcements for the good of the family before we start? Okay, I invite those who are able to stand and let's begin. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who greets us in this and every season, whose word never fails, whose promise is sure. Let us confess our sin in the presence of God and of our neighbors. Merciful God, we confess that we have sinned. We have hurt our community. We have squandered your blessings. We have hoarded your bounty. In the name of Jesus, forgive us and grant us your mercy. Righteous God, we confess that we have sinned. We have failed to be honest. We have lacked the courage to speak. We have spoken falsely. In the name of Jesus, forgive us and grant us your mercy. God is a cup of cold water when we thirst. God offers us boundless grace when we fail. Claim the gift of God's mercy. You are freed and forgiven in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.
Good morning. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Please join me in praying the prayer of the day. Almighty God, we thank you for planting in us the seed of your word. By your Holy Spirit, help us to receive it with joy. Live according to it and grow in faith and hope and love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. The first reading is from Isaiah. For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there until they have watered the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seeds to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, and it shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and succeed in the thing for which I was sent it. For you shall go out in joy and be led back in peace. The mountains and the hills before you shall burst into song, and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. Instead of the thorn shall come up the cypress. Instead of the briar, briar shall come up the myrtle, and it shall be to the Lord for a memorial, for an everlasting sign that shall not be cut off. The word of the Lord. Let us read responsively Psalm 65. You are to be praised, O God, in Zion. To you, the one who answers prayer. Our sins are stronger than we are. Happy are they whom you choose and draw to your courts to dwell there. Awesome things will you show us in your righteousness, O God of our salvation. You make firm the mountains by your power. You still the roaring of the seas. Those who dwell at the ends of the earth will tremble at your marvelous signs. You visit the earth and water it abundantly. You make it very plenteous. The river of God is full of water. You drench the furrows and smooth out the ridges. You crown the year with your goodness. And your paths overflow with plenty. May the fields of the wilderness be rich for grazing. May the meadows cover themselves with flocks, and the valleys cloak themselves with grain. The second reading is from the Romans. There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, for the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. For God has done what the law, weakened by the flesh, could not do by sending his own son in the likeness of sinful flesh, and to deal with sin, he condemned sin in the flesh, so that the just requirement of the law might be fulfilled in us, who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. 
For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on the things of the flesh, but those who live in according with to the Spirit set their minds on things of the Spirit. To set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For this reason, the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. It does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. But you are not in the flesh. You are in the Spirit, since the Spirit of God dwells in you. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will give life to your mortal bodies also through his spirit that dwells in you. The word of the Lord. The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 13th chapter. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. He told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. As he sowed, some seeds fell on the path, and the birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly since, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Let anyone with ears listen. Later on, 
he said to the disciples, hear the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. This is what is sown on the path. As for what is sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet that person has no root, but endures only for a while when troubles or persecution arises on account of the word, the person immediately falls away. As for the one that was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but cares of the world and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for the, what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it, who indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. The gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. There was a farm. At one time, it might have been good soil, but intensive farming and poor farming practices had left the soil depleted. Corn, in particular, which is a great cash crop if you're a farmer, depletes the soil. And apparently, whoever was farming it just kept planting corn after corn after corn until the soil was dust and the least little bit of rain would wash away whatever bit of topsoil was left. Another farmer bought the farm, and everybody thought he was buying it to just turn it into another housing development. But instead, he first planted annual ryegrass. Now, for those of you who've ever tried to get a lawn started down here in Florida, Know about annual ryegrass. If you need to get the HOA off your back and it's not summer, you can buy a big bag of annual ryegrass for next to nothing and a little bit of scattering and a little bit of water, and this stuff grows up quick and lush and thick. However, the Florida heat, particularly what we're enduring right now, will also scorch it and kill it off real quick. But it has a use, even here in Florida. It helps to grow a crop that keeps the weeds from being able to germinate. So if you have a little bit of St. Augustine, as we did, left, by the time the St. Augustine starts to spread around, it kind of moves in where the annual ryegrass is dying off, and the St. Augustine can then thrive. But with this farmer, he was further north, he planted the annual ryegrass for an entirely different reason. It grows on very poor soil, it germinates quickly, and it provided cover that not only kept the soil from, that was left from being washed away, he could take a small amount of cows and put them into each of these pastures and let them eat the ryegrass as it was growing. But he only left them there for a little while because if you let a cow in a place where there's only so much grass, they start pulling the grass out by the roots and you're back to square one. Now we only left them in there long enough that they would eat off the very top of the grass. Then he moved the cows out into another pasture where they had fresh grass. And then he moved in a chicken coop on wheels and he let the chickens run out into this field. Now, 
cows will leave presents behind. Okay? And in those presents, the flies will lay eggs and the eggs will hatch into larvae. Well, the chickens would then scrape through these cow patties and dig them apart and pick out all these larvae and feed on these larvae. And they would push with this action, they would end up pushing that cow patty into the soil. And after he had moved his chickens out to the next field, then he would probably go in there and till everything over and plant some more ryegrass. And he did this several times and gradually the fields came back. In the meanwhile, he became known for the best cheeses because apparently cows that are grass-fed produce a better milk, which produces a better cheese and butter. He was also known for some of the best chickens that people would call from miles around to buy his chickens because they were dark-fleshed and rich because they were truly free-range chickens, and they weren't just fed antibiotics and feed. No, they went out and lived as chickens are supposed to live, and he became a successful farm. And the soil that was once bad soil and depleted soil became good soil. Maybe there is a time in your life where you felt like your good soil had been depleted, whether through your own life choices or through the, the circumstances of life or just bad luck. You were beaten down. You were stomped on. And in fact, you were crapped upon. But God is able to take all that bad experience and over time it will build up and with a little bit of patience and a little bit of worship and a little bit of study, what was once depleted soil can become good soil again, having faith. Now, seeds can be another story. When I first moved down here, I looked for what kind of plant I could plant. I used to plant, uh, what's those big, uh, clematis. Clematis take a long time to get started. Anybody who ever gardened up north takes approximately seven years to get a mature clematis. But once you get them, you can prune them down to just sticks and they send up new growth and they keep getting bigger and bigger every year. And they'll cover a fence with a wall of flowers. Well, I found that clematis don't grow in Florida. What they suggested as I researched it was to grow passion flower. So I got a pack of passion flower seeds and I sowed them in the ground and I watered them and I watched and I watered and I watched. Nothing happened. Okay, some seeds are trickier to germinate. So what I did was I put some in a pot and I covered that pot with plastic wrap so it would hold the moisture in and I put them on top of the water heater in the garage because what seeds need to germinate oft times is some warmth to soil, some bottom heat. Now, I didn't think that'd be a problem in Florida but you never know. So I kept the soil moist and I watched. I kept the soil mo moist and I watched. Kept the soil moist and I watched. Nothing germinated. So I went to Google. Okay, how do I get clement, uh, passion flower seeds to germinate? Ha, huh. they need to be scarified. 
okay? You need to soak them in lemon juice, a, a, a dilute solution of vinegar, some form of mild acid to break down the hard outer shell before you plant them because passion flowers will germinate inside a rotten fruit, which provides that scarification or that mild acid. But just on the soil, they won't germinate. There are other plants that have similar type of things. Uh, sequoias and redwoods, they're pine cones, do not necessarily germinate when they're dropped from the tree. They need a fire, because when the forest fire hits, the cone bursts open and the seeds suddenly become fertile and new plants will germinate. There is a tree in Africa, and I can't remember the name of it, so I'm not going to try, but there's a tree in Africa that the seeds will not germinate until an elephant has eaten the fruit, the seed has passed through all the digestive juices and then passed out in a nice little pile of fertilizer. Then the seed will germinate. Meanwhile, the elephant has taken the seed away from where the plant was so the new plant would not compete. Some of the word of God, sometimes the word of God are like those tough seeds. It's tough to hear when we hear it. We're not ready to hear it. But the troubles of our life, the humiliations of our life, the downfalls, the pitfalls, the tough times burn away that outer shell that we don't want to hear and allows the seed to grow. I remember back when I was struggling with the whole idea of call. I really didn't want to do it. I was in my 40s. I didn't want to go back to college to then go to seminary. I could see my retirement and pension on the horizon, and I didn't really want to give that up. And I went to do a job at a convent that was being converted into a spirituality center. And in one of my conversations, I had some great conversations with the Reverend Mother there. She was a wonderful woman. And she said to me something that had stuck with me. She said, you know, there are times when you're praying to God for an answer and you're afraid of the answer you might be getting, maybe you've gotten your answer. Hmm. Sometimes that seed has to go through some toughness, some struggle, some pain to be able to germinate and grow in your life. One more little story about seeds and growing and soil. Anybody who's garden knows the value of a compost pile, right? You take your clippings from your yard, you take twigs, you break them up, you take weeds, you run them through the lawnmower and shred them up. Um, you can add eggshells and uh, peelings off of vegetables. You've got to be careful here. You don't want to attract varmints in unless you have a contained one. And you can take things like, I produce a lot of sawdust when I make furniture. Well, sawdust goes into the compost pile. If you shred up a tree and chip up everything, that can go in the compost pile. And I learned, after fighting with slugs and snails, that coffee grounds... Slugs and snails do not like coffee grounds, so using some coffee grounds into the compost is good. But I also learned that things like sawdust and wood chips 
and coffee grounds also can have a negative effect when they're fresh. They draw the nitrogen out of the soil instead of putting nitrogen back into the soil. See, plants need three things to generally grow, three main things. They need a lot of little trace things that we are still discovering, but they need three main things, nitrogen, potassium, and phosphorus, MPK. You'll see on fertilizer bags, 10-10-10 or 1-1-1 or 1-3-1. It's a relationship of nitrogen to phosphorus to potassium in the fertilizer. And if you draw the nitrogen out of the soil, it's doing exactly the opposite. So when I dumped coffee grounds around my tomato plants because the, the slugs were chewing up my plants, it caused the leaves on all the tomato plants to turn yellow. I said, uh-oh, what's going on? Well, they're not getting enough nitrogen because the nitrogen is being drawn out of the soil as the coffee grounds break down. No, you have to take coffee grounds and sawdust and wood chips and put them onto the compost pile first and let them work for a while. Let them break down because they go from drawing nitrogen out of the soil to putting the nitrogen back into the soil. So you have to give them a season. There are some natural fertilizers that have a similar type of effect. Bat guano is an incredibly potent fertilizer. However, bat guano fresh will probably kill your plants as opposed to helping them green. It too needs to be compost. Sometimes the word of God, when it is fresh and hasn't been a ch you haven't had a chance to live with it for a while, turns into things that are hateful. We take scripture and we put it on a stick and use it as a club to beat people down. We use it to reinforce our own prejudices. We cherry pick through the words of the Lord and we use them to hurt as opposed to express how much God's love. Sometimes it's got to be processed through life before we can really embrace the love and the compassion that comes out of scripture. The word of the God though flows upon creation each day. Each day, the mystery of not just how seeds germinate and grow, but the mystery of how love and faith can grow is abundant. In the UCC, we had an expression that we used, started maybe a generation ago about the God is still speaking initiative, and it was symbolized by a comma. And it went back to something Gracie Allen once said in a show to, her, to a young woman who was depressed about something. And Gracie Allen said, don't put a period where God has placed a comma. God is still speaking. So in our lives, as things happen, remember, God is still speaking. In fact, proof of God is that, well, we're still here. We're still here because creation, our life, is coming from the word of God. And God speaks constantly into creation to keep creation vibrant and growing. And that word falls upon all of us. And because of Christ and what God has done through Christ, each one of us is welcome to receive that word in the most positive and loving way and look at all the things that have happened in our lives, and whether it's a seed that needs to have the surface broken down, 
or whether it's tough stuff that now has been had a chance to work into the soil or it's even words that when you first heard them were hard to, to grasp but now are making more sense. Each one of those we can use to create good soil of our lives and into this good soil our creator can work miracles. Amen. In Christ you have heard the word of faith, the gospel of salvation. We believe in him, and our hearts are Living together in trust and hope, let us confess our faith using the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father. 
I believe in God, Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Spirit, Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again. He ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. Um, as we share our prayers, we have shared them in the form of joys and concerns. So this is our time where if we have something that we want to lift up with the community here, if you have a particular joy that you would like to share, um, let us know. And also, if you have something that you're praying for, well, let's start with the joys. Do we have joys that we want to share this morning? You got a mic. Well, I have a joy and a concern. In two weeks, our joy will be we will be leaving here two weeks from Sunday on a plane to go to Pennsylvania for a month. My concern is, and this is really a concern, this will be the first time we will be taking our little dog on a plane. We're hoping that all goes well because if not, the one who's going to suffer the most is my husband, who we are also going to have to drug due to his concern. <laughs> so please pray for us all. And where, where are you going in Pennsylvania? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Well, enjoy it. It's, it starts to cool off soon there. Now, other joys that we'd like to share. I got ketchup. Um, my niece's graduation was great. And then we got Ken here. Yes. And it's such a joy. 
other joys? I'm probably the only person in the room that's leased two cars in a month. <laughs> we went into the dealership and we told them we wanted a hybrid car because we're going to make a trip in August. And uh, somehow or the other, they got us into a car and we drove it home and uh, it didn't prove out to be hybrid. So I went back next morning and I told them I didn't appreciate the way they did this business because it's the fourth time I've done business in that dealership. They said, well, look, you know, uh, we'll, we'll work with you. So Friday, we went in and we got our second car, and it is a hybrid. Okay. And, and driving home, we average 58 miles a gallon. Okay. <laughs> now, Amen. there's another thing, though, that I really got joy with, too, and that's yesterday in the hall over here. We had an October crowd in July. Very good. Amen. Yeah. Other joys. Ah. That's all right. I need the exercise. We have been waiting for over a week from a due date for my son's um, baby to be born. And um, they decided to induce her. So she was 10 days over, took her in to induce her and um, decided that this baby could not be born um, unless they did a C-section. He came in, my grandson, at a whopping 11 pounds, three ounces, and he's 22 and a half inches long. Basically, he's a toddler. Um, so anyways, <laughs> I'm joyful for that, and I'm joyful that everything worked out fine, because for a while they were really having some problems. So I praise God for that. Yes. Praise God. Amen. Any other joys? You couldn't do it while I was back there, huh? Well, my oldest, uh, my eldest grandson got engaged in December, and not this coming Wednesday, but the following one, my son is coming in. He's going to be spending a couple of days, and we're going to take off for Long Island for the engagement party. So, and I know what you're saying about the plane before with the dog and your husband, because I'm not exactly... I don't know how to put it, but planes ain't my favorite thing because if anything happens, you can't get out and continue on. So, <laughs> all right, there you go. Safest mode of travel there is. They keep telling us that. Other joys. Oh, yes. I want to thank God and with all my heart that my, my church which is in Kentucky, which is where I'm from, lost her minister to retirement. And when I say lost, he was, he was a godsend when we got him. And they finally found a replacement. Okay. It was not really a replacement, because you can't replace David. Um, we found somebody that's going to be a good fit, and I praise the Lord for that, to hold the church Amen. together. Amen. Yeah, ministers are getting more and more in short supply. Any other joys? 
How about concerns, things we want to lift up so we can pray? This Thursday, I would love to have you all have prayers for Claire. She's going to have surgery on Thursday morning. So if you could all pray and make sure everything comes out all right, that would be wonderful. Thank you. Okay. Yes. Yes, I would like to ask prayers for our friend Shirley. She is having surgery also on Thursday morning. Okay. I'm still asking for prayers for Carl as he is, did make it to church this morning, but he is struggling. He fell again this week, so please keep him in your prayers that he gets stronger. Okay. Other concerns? So um, due to the flood insurance, I'm sure the pastor's caught you up on that, my plate has been full and beyond. I'm in escrow, so let's hopefully that goes through. I'm also looking at another place to move to, so hopefully that goes through. Um, also, my husband has some kidney issues, so let's pray on that one. We're doing tests and CT scans and stuff, so we're working on trying to change his lifestyle from not drinking 12 to 14 Pepsis a day to hopefully more bottles of water, and you know, if you know him, he works seven days a week, always. Um, he's gotta change his lifestyle a little bit of that, so we're praying on that. And we're praying on this one here. Okay. Tammy's had a very full month of activities. Moving, business, how to relocate, and... You stayed? I thought you were compressing. Consolidated. Okay. Okay. She had a full month. So keep her in prayers. And Ken... We're still, is Ken still moving to again? Okay. Any other concerns that we want to lift? Pastor, I have one. Um, I would just like the Lord to keep your knee healthy because you are doing a lot of walking today. <laughs> and uh, Lord, just please keep Pastor's knee in good shape uh, from that lady that helped with helped you a few I've weeks been waiting. Ago. I've been hoping she comes back because she's got the touch. I was going to get a draft her to be part of the pray, laying on prayers because it cleared up after she came out and she said, can I lay my hand on your knee? I said, sure. Amen. And it's been clear since. I haven't had a problem with it. So. Amen. Amen. And I heard you mention Charlie. Yes, Charlie needs our prayers. Um. He did not look good when I saw him yesterday. And he went from feeling really great after the surgery to sliding down. Um, Kathy Schneider, if you can visit her, it would be great. Um, we have that address in the, uh, is it in the, uh, an, the, okay, so it's in the handout that you got inside the bulletin. 
And uh, by all means, keep Barbara in her prayers. Do we have an address that we can send a card to Barbara? You have the address. Okay. See Lee on those. Are there any other concerns that we wish to lift up today? Do you have a concern, or are you going to pray for us? I'm going to pray for us. Oh, I'm, I'm going to. Oh, we don't use those prayers. No, we're going to use Oh, that, but first I have to pray. Oh. Unless you want to. No, that's okay. It just, you know. <laughs> that's all right. One of the things we are working on as pastors that having our congregation do more of the praying and us less of the praying. That doesn't want, MDiv doesn't mean now you are the designated prayer. I solved that with my family first Thanksgiving. I had them gather around the table, hold hands, and everybody had a share petition on what they were thankful for. They never asked me to pray again. <laughs> but let us pray. Lord, we joyfully lift up all the wondrous ways that you have blessed us in relationship, in safety traveling, in just wonderful friends and family that surround us and keeping us safe. And we thank you for this. Lord, we lift up this time where we are collecting to supply children with the basic needs they have for going back to school. We lift it up to you, Lord. Not only the collection, because that seems to be going so well, but help us to get the word out. Help us to respond. Help us to find the people that we can get these things to. Not for our glory, but for your glory, Lord, that you may be glorified in all this. Lord, we lift up those who are hurting, those who are grieving. We lift up those whose life is in turmoil, Lord, you can provide peace and care and solitude in this. We lift up those who are sick, Lord, those who are dealing with things that are frightening, Lord. We lift up especially Kathy and Charlie in this, that you be with them and let them find peace. We lift up all those concerns of our heart, those people and places and situations that we are praying for. We pray all this confident in your ability and your desire to answer prayer. We pray all this in the name of your precious Son, our Lord and Savior, and let the people say, Amen. Amen. The peace of Christ be with you always. And also also with with you. you. Let us share a sign of Christ's peace with one another.
Let's pray together the offering prayer as one voice. God of field and forest, sea and sky, you are the giver of all good things. Sustain us with these gifts of your creation and multiply your graciousness in us that the world may be fed with your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Lord. Amen. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is indeed right, our duty and our joy, that we should at all times and in all places give thanks and praise to you, almighty and merciful God, through our Savior Jesus Christ, who on this day 
overcame death and the grave and by his glorious resurrection opened to us the way of everlasting life. And so, with the choirs of angels, the church on earth, and the hosts of heaven, we praise your name and join your unending hymn. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, given for you. Do this for the remembrance of me. Again, after supper, he took the cup, gave thanks, and gave it for all to drink, saying, This cup is a new covenant in my blood, shed for you and for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this for remembrance of me. Amen. Amen. Now let us be so bold as to pray the words that we've been taught by our Savior. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. All are invited to this table. You can take communion one of three ways. You can come forward when directed by the usher and you be handed a bread which you can then dip or intinct into either cup. One cup contains wine, that's a dark red liquid. The other cup has grape juice. If you're still concerned about germs, um, that's all right. We have individual setups in the back that you can rather than come forward, go back and take, get your own serving. Or if you want to receive from the loaf but are not able to come forward, just stay seated. At the, when everybody else has been served, I'll ask if there's anybody else, just raise your hand up and God will come to you. These are the gifts of God for the people of God. Please be seated.
Let us pray the prayer after communion as one voice. We thank you, generous God, for the refreshment we have received at your banquet 12. Send us now to spread your generosity into all the world through the one who is our dearest treasure, Jesus Christ, our Lord and Lord. Amen. And now the God who calls across the cosmos, who speaks in the smallest seed, bless, keep, and sustain you now and to the end of the age. Amen.
go in peace, share the harvest. Thank you.